Welcome, folks. It's Hitting the High Notes, a Utah Jazz podcast. Jazz fans, are you ready for Game 3? Are, are you? Because um, the first two games have not gone very well for the Utah Jazz. They are down 0-2 in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, I am Hu Tran. We're here to talk Utah Jazz, and uh, we're really going to keep our pulse uh, on uh, the Jazz Nation right now because it's, uh, it's not pretty. And with me is my co-host today, Jared Barker. Jared, what's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Kidding? It's what, okay, What do you man. mean, what's up? What do you mean, what's up? How can you say something like that? How can you ask me that? Oh, man. it's a, It was been a rough uh, weekend for jazz fans. Uh, and not even a weekend. It's like a half week because there, there was two, ga- two days in between games um, uh, for the jazz. Uh, they played Sunday night, uh, and uh, they lost 122 to 90. And then they played again Wednesday when uh, everybody in Jazz Nation had hoped that things were going to change. But it looked, it did it, did Game Two feel worse than Game One? Uh, it did. Because the Jazz didn't lose by as many, but they came out and just got just got walloped in that first quarter. Like well, uh, I was talking. Go ahead. That was honestly well. I, I was listening to Locke there, or I heard I heard Locke say that the Rockets were one of the best teams in the first quarter. And the first game, you know, we kind of held them at bay in the first quarter. But this game, it just felt like we folded immediately. Uh, it was like, can, uh, we I never was really had my, a chance to make a I run. I was with my brother, and we were never at had dinner, a chance. And I had them change the TV to the Jazz game so I could watch it. <clears> and uh, like we we started ordering our food, and he looked up and he goes. How did the Jazz get down by nine more points? I'm like, the Rockets just hit threes, man. It's just, it's crazy. Like, no matter what you do, sometimes they just bomb threes. And I'm not saying the Jazz played a perfect uh, defensive game, but the Jazz weren't playing awful defense. I, I, I saw that a lot on Twitter was um, a lot of Jazz fans are confused about the quote-unquote defensive scheme about uh, the, jazz, the, the Jazz are playing. And it just it feels does it feel weird to you what the Jazz are doing right now? Well, um, my man, uh, big Warriors fan, so he's kind of a real expert on the Houston Rockets, man, and how to take them down and everything like that. And he feels like to beat them, you've got to have a good switching defense, and we don't really have the personnel for it. Um, switching defense is, is the Achilles' heel of the Jazz, not just like them, not just the Jazz. Uh, having a defensive scheme, but on offense, switching defenses throw them way out of whack. Oh yeah, they destroy us. They they really just own us, uh, and that's what the Rockets have been doing. I mean, they showed that they they've shown that they're really a better defensive team than, than people gave them credit for, because they're they're shutting our offense down so much more than they did last year. I mean, we kept games closer last year. These have been you know thirties. And twenty point blowouts, blowouts basically. And, and, and um, uh, go ahead. Sorry, keep going. Oh, I was just gonna say part of that blowout last night was just because they let off the gas at the end. I mean, it felt like it, anyways. Yeah. Uh, the personnel is different for the Jazz this year. Uh, something that's sort of ironic is, uh, well, so we're missing Exum, obviously, which well, um, so a lot here, of people hey, were I'll, like. Yeah, I definitely have a point to make here. So. Yeah, is that, is that Exum? Uh, you know, obviously. You know, not having him guarding James Harden defensively has looked um, different, but also he's a primary ball handler that um, uh, 
for a lot of his offensive woes, slashing uh, was not one of them. And right. a trade that was much maligned by, not much maligned, but maligned by some Jazz fans and looking to be bad is uh, trading Alec Brooks away for Kyle Korver. Um, I saw a lot of takes that uh, somebody, somebody actually came on Twitter and was like, oh, this Kyle Korver trade is looking really awful for the Jazz. And it's looking awful for the Jazz in this moment because Kyle in this Korver's series, hurt. oh yeah, in this series it looks terrible yeah. because last year Alec Burks played some of the best basketball of his career in that series because when everything broke down, Alec Burks has always been the guy that you 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 go, hey go get me a bucket. That's that's Alec Burks' yeah. game. It's like when the system breaks down, Alec Burks can get you a bucket. And because we're such a system team, um, yeah, not having that option. Basically having to rely on Donovan to try to get a, a bucket basically meant they could throw everything at Donovan. You couldn't add an Alec Burks component in there who could yeah. get you 10, 15 points. You know? and, and yeah, Kyle Korver being hurt and extremely limited and seeing very limited action. It's interesting that we saw Grayson Allen get playoff time when he got barely any time all year. But that's because, guess what? Grayson Allen can put the ball on the floor and drive to the hoop. And is he more successful at that than Ricky? Probably so. Because Ricky can't finish, and maybe Allen can finish a little bit better than Rubio. Yeah, we'll um, see. Um, uh, plus, I he's mean, got shooting. So I think we might see a little bit more of him uh, as the series goes on. But that doesn't mean good things for the Jazz, because we're obviously yeah. desperate. Yeah, Tony, obviously. Um, uh, Tony Jones, uh, beat writer for the Athletic uh, and Utah Jazz, Tweeted that out yesterday that he might, he he would consider giving Grayson some run, and I I thought saw that tweet and Tony Jones is a much smarter man than I am, and so oh I just, he's got great basketball takes, he's got good basketball knowledge, and he, he can yeah. break things down for you. He's, like, I like, like that basically if basically if some other fan that I didn't know had said that, I would just like, well, you're basing that off of the last couple weeks where Grayson Allen was allowed to play against you know C defenses and. And get uh, a rhythm, but who knows? Yeah, but maybe it's like what you said that they do need another ball handler because um, it's ironic that. And somebody else tweeted this out, so if you saw it, you know I did take uh, this from somebody. You, but somebody well, it, said something about Hood and the Hood and uh, uh, Corver trade. I'm sorry, the Hood and Alec Brooks trades are backfiring because those guys would have helped in this series. But obviously, those obviously Crowder and Corver. Um, are what got the Jazz here. Unfortunately, is they're probably not the guys to get the Jazz. Well, who wasn't even on our team last year in the playoffs, so I don't think that that backfired at all. I mean, Crowder not playing well is, is you know, just Crowder being inconsistent. Well, Him being not, on the not, team not is still a plus, but yeah. I mean, yeah, Hoodie can get us points, but he also, like, uh, he's more of a deep bench guy on a playoff team, it seems like. I wouldn't say not necessarily. Um, uh, Maybe not deep bench, but he's like ninth man. He's not. But like it, what what Hood's game is, it, you know, if you put the ball in his hands, he might Score. be able to create better yeah. than what Jay does. Is I guess the point of the. Oh, uh, I guess that's true. That's true. Because he but, he was decent um, at running the pick and roll and stuff like that. But yeah. And, and there there are people coming at Crowder right now because they think, which is very weird to me because just you know not not even two years ago. People were clamoring to have Jay Crowder come to Utah. This was a guy that made a, a good run with that Boston Celtics well, the, team. The, the these Conference are the people finals. you really call Fairweather fans, though, man. When people start clowning, <laughs> start clowning a player that they clamored for to come here, it's like you had to understand 
Jay was a little less con- – he was more consistent with the Celtics, but he was still a similar player to what we're seeing. I mean, he, he was not never as bad as Cl- he looked in Cleveland. I mean, that he was dealing with a lot of stuff, and I don't think the team helped him at all. Like, that whole toxic environment they had there with LeBron, which was ca- which went with LeBron to the Lakers. Thank you very much, Mr. James. <laughs> um it's interesting. I mean, it's it's Anyways. like Jay Crowder is who Jay Crowder is. If you, if if you don't know who Jay Crowder is by now, like this is who he is. And the thing is that even though his shooting may be, I mean, his shooting is way off right now. He is doing a lot of other stuff on the on the court. And yeah, he does a lot of I, little th- things. He's kind of like favors in that way. We'll see. Uh, last year, Jay Crowder started a couple games for the Jazz, uh, but he was playing better. Um, I don't know if favors to the bench is what's going to help. I just right now the Jazz just looks so lost. I I don't know, but favors saw a lot of time last night or, or last night. Yeah, last night. <laughs> favors saw whatever, a lot of time. Whatever they played, and people were whenever you're listening Ru- to it, right? People were saying that Rudy was getting played off the floor, and I'm not sure I completely agree with that. Uh, there were some telling quotes that Dan Clayton uh, documented from Rubio, and uh, well, that's at least where I saw them. I, I think he he basically listened to the, the post game stuff, and it was yeah, Rudy well, the, and well, no, and it might not have been Rudy, but but there were some telling quotes that sounds like somebody, at least one person, is not on the same page as the rest of the team when yeah, it comes to, to how they're defending. Kind of what uh, a lot of people are saying is that. I mean, if you're coming at one player saying that they're not doing well, it's it's a lot more. It's it's everybody. Like, cause yeah. There are times when Donovan is not uh, rotating correctly. Ruby, uh, Ruby, Rubio <laughs> um, uh, is doing kind of what he's told. Like, it may look like bad defense, but he is told to be where he is and funnel him. Well, a part way. of it is part of it is to be, but he needs to be more on Jay's hip, uh, or not Jay. <laughs> Uh, James James, James Harden's <laughs> it. So he the thing is he gets too far behind because I think Harden's a little faster than he is, and sometimes I mean he he catches him off guard and stuff like that. But there was a lot of points where it felt like Rubio was defending better uh, than he did in in game one, but we were still getting beat because uh, the lob was getting opened up by different things because Rudy was having to cover. For two people's mans instead of just you know covering that lob to Capella. I mean that's kind of what he does, co- but with the Rockets it's way different. So yeah, I'm, but um, well, uh, we're not we're not really X's and O's guys. I'm not going to get too far into that. Yeah, uh, I mean I don't want to overanalyze that because yeah we're not that great. Yeah, you're you Jared. You got to you got to hang out with a bunch of jazz tweeps. Um, uh, you guys went to a, uh, a local uh, establishment here in Utah and got together with everybody. What was that like? Oh, it was great, honestly. I mean, meeting people from Twitter is, is always a wonderful thing. You know, a tweet-up is a magical thing. Shout out to, to Emily Wilson for setting that up. Man, she, she did an awesome job. Thanks uh, for well, the thanks for I the invite, Devin, Emily. too. Devin, Devin kind of had the initial tweet, and then Emily's – Emily did all the the groundwork in terms of finding the right yes. place. I, I'm kidding. Emily right did. In, in, Emily did quote unquote invite me, so I was just joking around. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. I don't know what your but, deal is. You're, you're <laughs> too good for Salt Lake, Mister Ogden. Conwood Heights is Conwood Heights is like not Salt Lake. Conwood Heights is like 40 minutes away from me, so it's a it's a pretty it's a it's a it's a trek to get out here. 
and I and, and plus gas is gas is not expensive or not inexpensive guys, right? So <laughs> calm down there. <laughs> um, but so um, uh, you, uh, I told everybody that you're playing the role of the jazz fans today. Um, can wow. I, I'm going to be honest with you here, and this is going to sound bad, or I don't know. This is this could turn people off to me. But last night's jazz loss does not bother me very much at all. Like I don't I don't get too low with this jazz team anymore, and it's because you know back in 05, 06, 07, I had a heart for this jazz team, and they broke my heart. And uh, I'm a <laughs> I, I, I learn from my mistakes, and so I, I try not to let them hurt me as much as they did uh, back then. And this team, this team, this year's team is has not been my favorite. It's not they have not been bad, but compared to what they did last year, last year's team was one of my, if not my favorite te- jazz team in yeah. the history of the La- Last teams. year was right up there with 97, 98 for me. Yeah, it was, it was pretty magical. So good, yeah. And so, um, and this, I mean, there's nothing wrong. This was just like, maybe it was like expectations or whatever, but, um, and, and it was kind of funny because about a month ago, before the playoff uh, seedings were set, uh, I kind of asked Dan Clayton, like, what would happen if the Jazz played the Rockets? And the Jazz uh, got out, and he had said something about, you know, as long as the Jazz have a good showing and don't get swept, it should be fine. And I'm at the point right now that even if the Jazz get swept, I don't think it's too big a deal. Um, I know a lot of people out there are already throwing the front office under the bus because, you know, they don't think we can make a move, and there's a lot of doom and gloom. And I'm I'm actually very excited to start off-season podcasts because – <laughs> I have many, many thoughts about this that we're not going to get into tonight. But maybe part of me already thought that the Jazz going into this series were going to be behind the eight ball. And I know there was – I mean, obviously, I was somewhat optimistic because I picked the Jazz in seven, even though I kind of hedged my bet and said I thought the Jazz might lose in five. But enough about that. Um, you I said Jazz in seven? I never quite bought into Jazz in seven. I felt I, like if, if we I did tr- one, I felt like if we did win, we'd win in six or seven. But okay, man. so here's here's the thing about picking in six. Picking in six, I think, is a cop out because people are like, "Oh, this team's." A lot of people pick the Jazz to lose in six because they're like, "Well, this team is really good, but not good enough. We'll let them win two games." And I was like, "No, if you're gonna be ballsy, you should pick it in a sweep or seven or and I picked gentlemen's sweep." But that's neither here nor there. Um, I was we, trying I to be think optimistic. We can get a game. We got to get Donovan going if we want to, and we got to stop their offense a little bit. But we cannot keep up offensively, especially if uh, we keep missing all these looks, man. We're getting man, good looks, and none of them are going in. I don't know what the heck is going on. Do you want my Do you want my X's and O's analysis of what the Jazz need to do in this series? Put the ball in the hoop. They need They need <laughs> to do like They need to do like eight things better, like. And that's where you came in because um, a lot I think, of fans are. I think ahead. we got killed in transition mostly. That's what happened. We kept turning it over and getting killed in transition. There were so oh, many transition buckets for the Rockets. So there's many. a lot of analytics that say that. And um, uh, yeah, the Jazz the, the Jazz have a lot of problems right now. And um, a lot of people online right now are saying that this is not the Jazz team that they've been watching all year. How do you? How, I mean, is that how you feel about it? Because they're so out of sync, man. They're really – it feels like they're not all on the same page or something. And and I can't tell why. 
I don't know if it's because some of them don't th don't think they're going to be back next year. I don't know if it's because the Rockets are really in their head. I don't know. So about not, about not coming back next year. I mean, that's then then you then everybody in the contract year would feel that way, you know. Like Rubio should feel that way every almost every year, you know. So I I, I really hope that these guys are professional enough to get there. And somebody said, well, they're shell shocked because they were planning on playing Portland. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, they were in the middle of a game. Uh, and yeah, sure. Maybe they had saw that. I think. I think that, no. I think they were more competitive. Than, I think they're more competitive than that. They okay. Here's the thing: the minute the game ends last night, they show basically all the Jazz players. None of them looked happy or satisfied. They all looked pissed. And so, if they're all pissed, I think that bodes well. You know, that none of them were happy with their performance. Maybe there is some kind of internal strife, and, and maybe we're going to see a change coming back home and being able to practice, sleep in their own beds. Maybe we're going to see a re-energized team for games three and four. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be – I'm going to go off-brand for myself because uh, I'm the self-proclaimed pessimist of the podcast. Pessimist. That's a fun word to say. But uh, I'm going to be optimistic, and I'm going to say game three's – after an 0-2 game, game threes tend to go to the home team if the home team have lost two games on the road. Um, I don't know if it's this is all anecdotal. There's you know I don't have empirical evidence for this, but uh, it seems that you know the 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 whistle's a little friendlier and the energy is up. And the thing uh, is, we weren't getting a bad whistle at the beginning of the game last night, but it seemed like towards the end we weren't getting the friendliest whistle. I mean, it wasn't like super lopsided. Know, it that's wasn't sort super of the, lopsided, but it was sort of the just funny thing is that uh, a lot of jazz fans before the series were worried the jazz were going to lose because James Harden was going to go to the free throw line 20 times and he has not been to the line very much at all. No, really. no, he's just playing his heart out. He's playing really yeah, well. And I, I think that's what's really bothering the jazz fans is that I think part of them, even if they thought the jazz were going to lose, they could maybe blame it on external factors, but right now right. they can only blame it on the jazz. Just the jazz getting out worse. Yeah. yeah the jazz. Just, like they, they didn't seem to have that energy or uh, they didn't come out like they were fighting for it in this game. So, right. And well, so I, well the, I hope the jazz, I think the best three. thing about this series, the best thing about this series, it has exposed the serious flaws in our current roster construction. And I think they were already – obviously, we know they were attempted uh, – that, that that our management attempted to address them this year because they felt like, okay, look, yeah, there's certain things that aren't going to work out. And, okay, at the, at the tweet up last night, there was a specific someone, and he is often referred to as Tall Rondo or whatever. <laughs> Uh, ben Simmons is a tall joke, rondo. Huh? Michael underscore S Michael underscore SLC. <laughs> hey, if, if you guys know that joke, go for it. I don't. That's an inside joke. His, even, his name know. is his name is Ben Simmons is a tall rondo on Twitter. Like his name, the name part. So, gotcha, gotcha. He, him and I have followed each other a long time. He's funny. Um, so I met him for the first time last night in person, and he he kept saying that hey, whenever Rubio misses a shot, especially because he played really bad in the first quarter in terms of missing shots. And he's like, you know who would have made that shot? Mike Conley. 
And he said that like five times, and I'm like, dude, stop it. You're killing me, man. I'm trying to give Rubio the benefit of a doubt. I'm trying to not. And, and you know, I sent an infamous gift that, uh, that I'm known for sending when Rubio's bricking everything. And I started playing better after I sent it, so I almost felt, felt good about sending it. <laughs> you, you love Bricky Rubio. Bricky Rubio. Bricky with the B. <laughs> so, um, I I had a point and I just totally forgot it. But <laughs> um, so let's say we'll, we'll start diving into a little offseason stuff. Like the series is, I was joking around with Tony today because he had tweeted out something like, "Oh, the Rockets are gonna, you know, have a they feel really good about taking on the Warriors in the first round." And I said, well, "It's gonna be it's gonna be hard for the Rockets to do that because the Jazz." Can still win this in seven, or you know, something like to that effect. And people were kind of, it, it was kind of funny, but the, I mean, the series isn't over yet. It feels like it's over. Um, yeah, it feels it like does. it's, yeah, and and that's the you sad know, part. You know, it's and an interesting take, though. Playoffs. Go ahead. You know, it's an interesting take. I've seen this uh, sentiment a lot from people is that we, that we would have felt better playing the Warriors than playing the Rockets because A, the Warriors are more enjoyable to watch. <laughs> For, <laughs> For most basketball fans in general, and B, you know, <laughs> we match up slightly better with them. Slightly. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying we would have been, we would have won more than like maybe one game, but it's like, I don't think we'd be getting blown out as bad because the, our Achilles heel really is what the Rockets are. Like the Rockets were the worst possible draw and worst possible matchup for us. Yeah, and and so Ricky tends to play well against stuff. I don't know what it that, is. Uh... That that changes. Uh, I don't know if that changes the offseason trajectory for the Jazz. Um, no, I don't think I, so either. A lot of I, people. I was kind. Of, I, I don't know if I was arguing, but I was talking to uh, people today about. Um, they were just saying that they they think the Jazz took a step back, and I was like, well, that's not entirely fair to say like uh i said the last part hey the we jazz... won more regular season games that's actually a step yeah, forward we we want two more games uh i think donovan and rudy's growth um they grew probably more than what people thought they would yeah uh, for sure we, we put rudy rudy was better defensively this year than he was last year he was incredible we saw so, him do things this year we couldn't even imagine him do defensively last year I mean, it hasn't really sh- translated to the Rockets game because, let's face it, their style of play really makes it difficult for him to make as big of an impact. And Capella is just really good. Like, and I don't think he necessarily has Rudy's number, but he's got two of the best passers in the game passing to him and giving him lobs and feeding him easy buckets. Yeah. So. So I I I think that it's fair to say the Jazz did take a step forward. However, it can also be true that, you know, the eight teams or, you know, hell, you know, most every team in the West or maybe 20 teams in the NBA also (laughs) took a step forward. Like, if one team takes a step forward, does it mean other teams take a step back? We didn't even give our unsung hero his due, man. Who has been the unsung hero of this season, in your opinion? The unsung hero of the season? Hell yeah. Uh, The one that we cannot ever give enough props to it's my man know. defave man they're no. favorites oh, yeah. yeah grit so, and like, grind consistent that man has has just been day in day out one of the best 
players for us, and he's had one of the best seasons of his career. He takes pride in doing the dirty work, the little things that help you win games that don't necessarily show up on a chat statue. I mean, he, Rudy and Donovan get a ton of credit, but Derek Favors, man, has been phenomenal this year. And I think yeah, that's it's... part of the reason we saw so much run from him last night, or, you know, uh, Wednesday's game, because, I mean, he helps our offense a little bit more than Rudy does. He's got a little bit more of a pick-and-pop jumper, you know, free-throw line jumper and stuff. But at the same time, I mean, we're really lacking in shooting. And that's it's, nobody is making shots, man. We went like 10 for 30-something last night. Uh, that, that's the fear I had with the Jazz going into the playoffs uh, with almost anybody is that the Jazz feel really good about their plan A. Like they like, hey, we execute our offense and defensive schemes very well. If we just execute it uh, better than any other team, then we win. And for about, I would say, eighty percent of the NBA, eighty-five percent of the NBA, that works. Problem is, if you get into the playoffs, uh, playoffs. If you get into the playoffs, um, uh, you have to try to do that. Four out of seven games, yeah. Or talent. if you run into you a team that just has, time. yeah. If you just have a team that is a buzzsaw and breaks up whatever plan you have, the Jazz don't have a plan B. Like somebody had asked me on Twitter during Game One, they DM me and they asked me, "Hey, um, they asked me, hey, um, uh, what is the Jazz's offense?" And I have to think about it for a second. And I was like, well, it depends. It's a lot of movement. It's a lot of this. It's basically trying to spin guys out of position and find the open shooter. And I, you know, that, that was a simplified version, as, as simplified as I can make it for them. And, and I think um, the Rockets defense is the one of the best at defending our, our motion offense. Because it's a, is, it's a switching defense. You, and so you almost, yeah, you almost wonder if we need a secondary type of offense. But the problem is, I think the problem is, most top-shelf, top-tier playoff teams, of which I'd say we're probably second or third tier, um, not top-tier, they can play multiple styles. And um, yeah, that's the thing is that like uh, they have guys who can – we have yes. one guy who can improvise, and that's Donovan. Yes, pretty much. And uh, and if you look at, if you looked at the Rockets team, just the Rockets team, uh, I can say – You got two ISO scores the ball to, at a minimum. I mean, and you can even add Eric Gordon. Like Eric Gordon, Eric Gordon yeah, could improvise a little bit. Yeah, if so. we had Eric Gordon, he'd be like our third option. Yeah. Or, so, I mean, I'm mean, just saying about improvising. Like you give the ball in their hands with, oh crap, there's only five seconds left. Like if yeah. you gave the ball to Donovan with only five seconds left, he's pulling up for a three, basically. Um, uh, if you give it to one of those three guys on the Rockets, man, they they can run something to get themselves shots, and that's that is where losing Burks and Exum this year have hurt. Um, well, I think like, Exum, yeah, Exum had the speed to break through their defense. You know, yeah, so his, like, he, he can slash. Like, I'm not saying he's amazing offensively. Like, I'm not saying that he has his no, but his slashing gave us a different dynamic. Yeah, his slashing, yes, and so that's that's what we're missing from this year than from last year. Even just, you know, adding Rubio is nice, but Rubio is also he's not the same kind of playmaker that we need to uh, counteract with this Rockets team. And it's again, this is all basically just saying that uh, if the Jazz, like if the Jazz had, if the Jazz play at 95% of what their offense and defense is, they can probably beat this Rockets team 
because the Rockets have known to uh, go cold. Well, and but I think, yeah, that's that's a lot that to ask missing. for a young team. That's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting though. I think the things we're noticing are weighing so heavily in the difference between how close we've been able to play this Rockets between last year and this year are not Rodney Hood because Rodney Hood wasn't even that series last year. It's Dante Exum and Alec Burks. The the missing of those two, Dante Exum was our Harden stopper. He played a lot of really good defense on Harden, and he slowed him down. I call him stopper, but, you know, with guys like Harden, you really only slow him down. You don't completely I, stop him. Part of that is I also think the Rockets may be better. Like, I know they lost Ariza and a couple guys, but they they went out on the bio No, but they got, they got some market. good pickups on the bio yeah. market. Fareed is gobbling up those rebounds. Austin Rivers seems serviceable for them. I mean, uh, Austin Rivers gets, gets a bad rap because of the doc stuff, but uh, yeah, no, because of the Clippers so, crap. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and and, that, and that's fine. His dad but gave Austin him Rivers, a, his daddy gave him a contract. Austin Rivers um, uh, in that Clippers series a couple years ago gave the Jazz some problems. Like he's he's not he's not a nobody, and so um, yeah, the the Rockets have not actually gotten that much worse. They lost some big right. pieces. And they started off the year a little worse, but throughout the year they made some changes, and we haven't seen those changes until now. And it's it's really throwing Quinn and the guys for a loop. So I I do have faith though. I think the Jazz uh, hopefully get. It feels like they're going to steal one. Honestly, because you're on yeah. the floor. Honestly, yeah. it is impressive. I mean, it really is impressive that the Rockets. They almost seem like a better team than last year. I mean, they had so many injuries during the season that we didn't, yeah, we didn't see them at full strength, and now we're seeing them at full strength. And, and those injuries could have been a blessing in disguise because they got time off during the year. Yeah, and, you know, Chris and Paul. So, yeah, like he's Chris Paul does not look like he's going to break down this. Uh, no, he, he doesn't. Series, he doesn't so. look like he will. But but I still don't know if that means that they could beat Golden State. I mean, I think that'll be a good series, but will it go seven games like last year? Or will well, Golden State just be so pissed off that they ever let him get to seven? <laughs> last to year. be fair, it's going to be really hard for the Rockets to take the Warriors to seven games if the Jazz beat them the series. I'll say it again: the <laughs> series isn't over, folks. Like we still have Game Three. If, if the Jazz win Game Three and Game Four, you're going to hear a lot of fans change oh. their tune. It's yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah. If the will. Jazz and honestly, I think so. we can. I think we can win at least one of them, and I hope both. I mean, maybe we do, maybe we don't, but I, I also think, think time, that I, I think also think that if we don't grab, fans, uh, go ahead, sorry. Well, I'm just saying, if we don't grab game three, the next two games our backs are against the wall, and I think we're gonna fight like hell. <laughs> so I think the Jazz. I think the last time the Jazz fans uh, felt this way was at least for me, and when I used to have feelings for sports and stuff <laughs> when I wasn't dead inside. Was the 04 series, the Darren Williams, Tracy McGrady, Yao Ming years? Um, you know, Carlos Boozer went crazy in game seven. Uh, Memo hit a big three. Andre Karolinko hit a big three. Like, I remember the Jazz lost those first two games, and I was throwing things and punching things. I was just like, well, this mother team, I'm editing it for everybody. This mother team, you know, can't do anything right. Jazz came back and won two more on their floor. And, you know, they kept switching, you know, then they lost game five, won game six at home. 
I mean, I'm not saying this is going to go exactly like that, but yeah, I, I'm thinking. I, I was surprised is, the Jazz won, so I was surprised. I'm the thinking Jazz the thing. Back. The thing about that is that 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 Rockets train team was not as good as this Rockets team. <laughs> well, I mean, it was a it, and that I mean, Jazz was, team, and that Jazz was, team was probably better than this Jazz team in terms of just like I don't know that overall that, that, talent. That was 15 years ago, and that I know, was Tracy but I'm, McGrady I'm say, at his peak. I'm saying in terms Yao of Ming. overall talent, though. In terms of like, I think the Jazz were more balanced in terms of talent back then. This is because this is, a, this is way more. This is way different semantics because like it's hard to compare different eras. Because <laughs> I know, but but, but I um, well uh, look at the no, but look at the balance of talent. You're mentioning all these names: Kirilenko, Okur. Was Boozer in but there? The, Did you say Boozer? But the well, yeah, Boozer. But here's the thing: Darren Williams. Uh, a tide rises all ships. Like yes, this Rockets team is better. But so are like seven other teams in the West. <laughs> the like all the other teams got better, not just the Rockets. I know, I know, you know I know, but no. But I mean, what I'm trying to say is, relatively speaking, too, because I legitimately think the Rockets are still the second best team in the West, especially because the Nuggets got their butts handed to them again by the Spurs. Again. Hey man, you don't need to you don't need to throw shades at other teams here, man. We're just. Just focus on the Jazz. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, they got their asses handed to them, man. They got I, I, creamed. I, 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 Mike Malone. I know, I, know, I know you're. I know you're pissed off at the Nuggets, but <laughs> no, I. Well, it's not just that. It's that HP Trashkitball and his love of the Nuggets because they're the team he covers and market he lives in can go eat crow. They're not the second best team in the West. Guess what, Matt Moore? Guess what? They suck. <laughs> I, I will I will talk about the Nuggets some uh, as soon as that as soon as that series is over. So I'm, okay, I, I, all I'm saying is they're down two one to a Spurs team. They have no business being down two one two. That's all I'm saying. They could still win that series. I completely agree with that. Their players have to play well though, and and Yosik has not looked like an MVP candidate. Yeah. Hey. That's your first team All NBA center, all right? So you can't. Yeah, your first team All NBA center. Yeah, <laughs> my butt, man. That first team All NBA center can't play defense with any team All NBA center. I'm just gonna have Jared rage for the next like 20 minutes. Yeah, I, I could definitely I could rant about the fact that Andy Bailey was probably crying tears because his hero Nikola sucked. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I don't really mean anything mean against Andy Bailey. It's just kind of funny that he stands for Yosik so hard. And, you're, and just, you're just getting... He's a jazz fan. This is your anger <laughs> management, man. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really angry. I'm just being passionate. I'm just like, you know, it's not anger management. It's just sometimes people like to hear uh, random rantings and stuff. That's why people listen to Shock Jock Radio and blah, blah, blah kind of stuff. Um, I mean, we don't really have much of that here in Utah, it doesn't seem like. It seems like our radio hosts are very bland, for the most part. We don't have enough... I don't know. Hans Olsen, Hans Olsen um, uh, was talking oh, about... Oh, man. Hans so Olsen. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get back to... Um, uh, so, game three with the Jazz. Um, He's just a BYU troll. I mean, he gonna... does, and he doesn't and he doesn't know basketball. So don't, See, don't bring up Hans Olsen to me. I, this, is, this is like me winding him up. This is the new child's play. All right, hey, well, hey, Hans Olsen, come on our podcast. We can talk about how you don't uh, know basketball. <laughs> oh man, Hans, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just firing random shots. Okay, I'll Hans Olsen, I would love to have you as a guest, man. If you want to guess, 
Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, we have Jazz Game 3 coming up this week. Um, I, guess, I guess we're not doing a tweet meetup because everybody that we know has Jazz tickets because they're all rich. Um, hey, hey, be quiet. I, I would really... <laughs> I'd really like to see if the Jazz, uh, just for Jazz Nation, to see if they do something different because it feels like a lot of Jazz fans are like, this is, these last two games have really beat them down. And not saying that I'm not a Jazz fan, but I just, you know, I, I'm so dead inside that this stuff doesn't affect me anymore. But I would like to see the Jazz um, get a game, uh, especially since I know somebody's going to the game and she hates the Jazz. So it's always a little sweet when that happens. But uh, wait, who hates the jazz? She's she's not gonna listen to it. Yeah, she's not gonna listen to this podcast. So who cares? But um, yeah. So uh, should we come back here in a couple games, Jared, and hopefully talk about Jazz uh, two two or at least three one? I think. Do we have to wait two games? (laughs) No, I mean, hey, we can we can do this whenever we want. But um, uh, I I want you I want you to build build your rage again so we can wind you up. Well. (laughs) <laughs> you really think it takes a lot to wind me up? <laughs> <laughs> but Jared, Jared working them. Uh, if people want to hear your ranting uh, in written form, where can they find you? Well, the the thing is, I don't really do that much on Twitter anymore. I mean, because I'm not about like Rage of Hall, hey, bro. I'm not about bear, Rage of Hall. <laughs> Poke the bear. <laughs> they, can my... they can try. They can try, man. But I, I try not Rage to. Hall. I can. I can. I don't. Yeah, man, I don't, I don't like getting on Twitter, getting in Twitter fights. It's just, it's not <laughs> well, productive. If you want to follow, fun. If I'm, you at, follow I'm at Go Twitter, the Distance forty nine. There you go, forty nine. But, but here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. Like, I love having basketball discussions, but I mean, if you think my takes are bad, it's fine. I mean, but we don't have to argue about it. I mean, you don't have to agree with my takes either. I mean, I don't want to fight go you about your takes. Everybody. I don't, don't want to fight you. No, stop. Stop it. <laughs> um, uh, I'll be um, at Hootran Superman, and I do like him. Um, uh, no, uh, he's changed his – no, culture. no, no, everybody, he's changed his handle. It's Hootran Ladies Man. <laughs> hey, I am single, and if you um, uh, want a piece of this voice, go ahead and hit me up at Hootran Superman. Uh, I do like to have um, uh, fun basketball talks. Uh, you may hate what I have to say because – you know, I do say some ridiculous stuff sometimes. So, uh, thanks Don't for joining us. I'm hitting the high notes, Jared. This has been fun. Um, uh, hopefully high for game notes. five. Yeah, Jared's gonna um uh, sing our theme song for us. That's gonna be great. Uh, I mean, we'll have to work on that because we can hit some high high notes for a living. But yeah, that's kind of stupid. I know. I was, like, I, was like, I was like, you can't sing any more notes now. We have to pay. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> So um, uh, thanks for joining us, everybody, and um, we'll get you. Uh, hopefully, um, uh, by two two. You know, maybe it'll be two two. Let's let's keep the faith. I guess.